knew the name Ronnie Horsica nearly 25 years ago. Not because we were friends, but he was a friend of a friend. And it's only been in the past five years or so that I've worked with him here at the City of College Station. Ronnie is Technical Services Coordinator for the College Station Police Department. And in just a few minutes, you're going to learn something about him that I think is pretty darn interesting. It's not even police related, even though he's been with the department more than 30 years. I'm Jay Sokol, and before we get to what one of my coworkers calls the secret life of Ronnie Horsica, let's spin the clock back. He was born in Bryan, and he graduated Bryan High School in 1981. What other things um, sort of led you to joining the College Station Police Department? Uh, between high school and joining the police department, where did you find yourself? Actually, I got started because as a kid, even during my high school days, whatever, I liked to listen to the police scanner radio. And I had all the codes figured out. There was no secrecy in that. I knew where, you know, I could figure out where, where the officers were as far as the beats and just their language and figure that out. And after I got out of high school, for grins, I was, I was, going, I was scheduled to go to Blend College there in the downtown Bryan area at the time. And also I applied over at the Bryan Police Department. And in the fall of 81, which was the same year I graduated, they offered me a job at the Bryan Police Department as a police dispatcher of all things. It was a great experience for me. I worked there. It was relatively easy. They were just amazed at the, 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 the 10 codes and all that language was already down and established. You know, a lot of times that's the, the first thing you have to, to, to really strive towards and learn. Right. And then there was a, a, a young lady down here at College Station Police Department we had a lot of contact with just professionally and for business purposes who just wanted me to come to College Station for the longest. She says, you know, we got openings on this kind of stuff. And that, and this one was some, for some time. And so finally, in January of 1984, I left the Bryan Police Department and went to the College Station Police Department. And technically, for two days there, I had to take two days off in Bryan to start working in College Station. So for two days, I worked in two cities, I guess, technically. So when you came to College Station, what, what was the first job you had? I started as a police dispatcher. It was actually back then, the title was a dispatcher jailer. So you had to dispatch in jail. So one day you might dispatch, the next day you might jail. So it's kind of a, a strange combination. But, you know, um, with College Station being the size it was at the time, um, it, it, it just made sense because you really didn't have a, a whole lot of prisoners that you really needed a, 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 to dedicate a whole lot of folks to the jail aspect and then also on the communications aspect, but yet they worked each other. So you had to work both positions in, if you if became here as a, a police dispatcher. And then shortly after that, in what, what was going on uh, during 1984, a, a crucial aspect in the history of College Station Police Department was the um, evaluating and the consideration of purchasing our first computer system for the whole department. 1984? 1984. Okay. And that purchase was made during the summer, and um, I was still in dispatch at the time, and so um, I had an interest in that computer aspect of it. Uh, we had no IT department or anything like that within the city of College Station back then, so our department was taking on this uh, project kind of on our own, Okay. and we got to support and maintain it, and eventually... I kind of got reassigned out of dispatch, and in November of 1984, our computer system basically went online for the College Station Police Department, which was good and bad because I can remember just being, I did not know if we were going to have any dispatchers come back to work the next day when we brought that thing online. It was so interesting to see the concept in which um, whenever a police dispatcher would answer the phone to take a call from the citizen, they would write the information down first 
and then transferred into the computer system. That was their uncomfortable level of doing that computer entry. And all the radio traffic, no matter what it was, officers stopping out on traffic, any conversations that, the, that was between the dispatcher and the officers out in the field via the radio was being written down first, and then after they wrote it down, which was their security, then they transferred it from the paper into the computer system. Okay. The computer was probably about the size to me, if you can kind of visualize, I guess, the phone booths uh, where you actually went inside there, closed the little doors. That was the actual size of that computer system. And on the front side of it, we would have a tape-to-tape reel. That's where we did our backup. That's how we loaded in any programs. Okay. And we had a 132-megabyte hard drive that was um, – it was pretty large. It was um, – in, in comparison to size, it was probably about the size of, of a bicycle wheel, you know, within this little oh, sure. box in there. It took, yeah. it took up most of that box space there. And um, we, we just didn't know what was going to do with all that space, 132 megabytes <laughs> of, of hard drive uh, for a computer system. At any time when you were in Bryan or first came to College Station, did you think, you know, I'm going to become a certified police officer? Or did you know that you were going to gravitate more in this kind of a direction? When I started in College Station, Jay, I had no idea that I would I would be blessed to have the experiences that I've had for the past 31 and a half years within the city of College Station Police Department. I've had a I've had the honor, uh, the privilege, uh, of uh, being able to do different positions in, in these past years. So when I started in 1984, I had no idea that I, I would have had the experiences that I've gone through. I would be doing what I'm doing today. I've never had the desire to go into the sworn side the police side i've always had the desire to be on that support role because it is important to have those uh individuals to go out there and do the actual responding to our citizens also but also there's a lot that has to happen in the background in order to make that happen right. whether it's whether it's, and the support role is just very happen and very important ever since then I, I, it's just been a joy just to be able to be in that in that role More than 31 years later, Ronnie helps keep the police department's communication infrastructure and databases functioning the way they should. He's also helping secure a new public safety system, and that means phasing out a 24-year-old system. One thing I learned just a few minutes ago before we started recording is that I've been mispronouncing your name for all these years. So, Ronnie, pronounce your last name correctly. Well, the the name is pronounced as Horchitsa, and that is a, a Czech name. And uh, as I showed you guys here, I have a little container here with me that's yellow. And the, the name actually means mustard in Czech. You're Ronnie Mustard. Ronnie Mustard. And see, and I'm so, embarrassed. I'm a, I'm a little ashamed because I, I come from Czech heritage also. Do you know what Sokol means? I don't know. If I, I don't think I know what Sokol means. Falcon. Falcon. That's, that's the only uh, Czech word I know. Well, that's good. There well, you, go. you know another one. You probably know Smetana. Oh, yeah. That's on Highway 21 East. Don't tell me Highway that 21 means... West. I'm sorry, Highway 21 West. Smetana. That's a Czech word. What does it mean? It means cream. Cream? Cream. So I know cream and mustard. Cream and mustard. And falcon. And, and falcon. Those so. are fairly useful. And yakshamash, you know, some of those things that, that out there, you know. So. Uh, okay, so let's, let's continue on the Czech track. Sure. Because what I learned also just a few days ago is that you have been the host of a radio show for 17 years on K-A-G-C-A-M, that's 1510 AM, called Czech Polka Time. 17 years. Yes. I've lived here a long time. I never knew that. I was in radio, didn't know that. And 
you are about to record what show? This weekend, uh, at, at the time of this recording, this weekend, our program, our program will be program number 900. Not that I'm accounting or anything like that, but um, I do keep a track on each weekend's program, you know, what number of program it is just for as a reference. And I just uh, noticed that this upcoming program or recording will be program number 900. So if I listen to Check Polka Time, what kind of things am I going to hear? Well, uh, and that's a good question because, you know, there are a lot of, uh, as you know, uh, the radio format is a very tough format to be in. You have to look for something unique to kind of to get out there to find those uh, targeted market markets. Check Polka Time has always been um, kind of the, uh, if you were to go to a uh, SPGST hall or some dance around this community and uh, you would hear polkas and waltzes, that's what you would hear. Some of it's instrumental, some of it has the Czech lyrics, some of it has some German lyrics, but mostly we play Czech music, uh, polkas and waltzes, kind of dance. It's it's like danced dance music, music that you can dance to. It's not like some slow um, uh, you know, music that's in the Czech language. It's more of a, a peppy, depending upon if you like waltzes, polkas. We stick in some two steps. It just depends sometimes on on the mode, whatever. Sometimes people want to just want to hear. We'll throw in those German songs, uh, Schottish, Polish songs, uh, you know, and, and and country. But you know, I try to stay focused on that format because you know there are a lot of country stations here, and you can go to uh, many formats out there to hear country. Sure. And so we try to stay from that way away from that. And also, the groups that I concentrate on are groups that are here in the state of Texas. Because now that KAGC Radio, just like many radio stations across the Brazos Valley, are streaming their programs online, uh, not only are you a local person, but I am just absolutely amazed at how my voice can only be heard in the Brazos Valley via the radio, but worldwide over the Internet. Do your two worlds collide in any sort of way? You're, you're the host of this Czech Polka Time show, but you're spending your days, your work days at the police department your co-workers know that you're polka guy and, and do they talk about that or you know some do um i don't talk talk a whole lot about it um but uh obviously my supervisor is aware of it because the program is played on saturdays and sundays it's recorded we record in a computer system here and so i have to go on with with the uh, studio the studio is reserved for me on thursdays at four o'clock it takes me about three hours per week in this hobby of preparing check polka time as far as preparing and actually recording it. So for about three three hours a week is what I commit to this hobby. And to me, it's more than a hobby. It's more of a ministry. Um, I'm just absolutely amazed at the stories that I hear. My grandmother was, I guess, a good um, evaluation point for me to know how things are. And, of course, she was never critical about it. You know, no matter if she was in the, on the phone or whatever she was doing, when my program came on the radio, if somebody wanted to see her visit, time was to stop. She had to listen to the program. A lot of people are just are like that, and, and it's just amazing that they would interrupt their duties just to, you know, it's like something they look forward to. When I go do my visitations in the nursing homes locally, it's the same concept. These people have to stop what they're doing or whoever, whatever they're doing to ensure that they're in their room with their time and have that radio on to listen to that. So it's a ministry in the sense that, you know, these people, a lot of them are elderly and they don't get around as much. They can't get to these dance halls. They can't get to hear this music. And so we're able to bring it to them. Yeah. And that's, I think, what's just so exciting about it because a lot of them don't have 
concept about you know streaming over the internet, this kind of stuff. It's we're used to the old radio, and sure, they, and they sure. can and they can do that. Which goes the longest, your law enforcement career or your career doing this radio show as we move into the future? You know, they're both in my blood, and I enjoy them both. You know, actually, when I started with KGC Radio back with Bob Bell, it actually was 27 years ago, and this program is 17 years ago. So prior to that, for 10 years, I did Christian radio on Saturdays from 12 to 6. Six hours on a Saturday, that's how it's been my Saturdays. Um, It's a time of relaxation, so the blood for both of them are, are in me. And I think that they are both just as strong. I, I enjoy them both so much. Maybe with on the law enforcement side, it's the stressful side of it. And maybe on the radio side of things, it gives me a chance as, as a hobby, if you want to call it. It gives me a chance to vent, to calm down, uh, you know, just relax. and Stress relief, if you want to call it that. Just uh, kind of, it, they're, they're kind of opposites. Check Polka Time airs Saturday mornings at 10.05 and then again on Sunday afternoons at 4.05, all on KAGC 1510 AM. You'll generally hear 16 songs, eight polkas and eight waltzes, all courtesy of your host, Ronnie Mustard. Thanks to Ronnie Horsica for being my guest and thank you for listening. I'm Jay Sokol. <laughs>